from the Pictures Out There studios. Welcome to the Pictures Out There podcast series with Dave Fogelman and Lee Stewart. Pictures Out There ties the future to the present and is a new approach for vision and action toward a better future. And now, here's Dave and Lee. Hi, this is Dave. And this is Lee. And welcome back to the Pictures Out There podcast series. We're doing part three of three today on our podcasts on power, leadership, and allegiance. So just a little bit of review here. We talked last time about a picture for power systems and leadership, really for any type of group of people or organization that makes decisions. Mm -hmm. Maybe families, Mm -hmm. maybe a group of friends, Maybe a company, a department, volunteer organization, a church, a corporation, a government, any team, any group of two or more people, as Lee said last week, really any relationship where there are decisions made and that group needs to function. So in our picture, we want to review the three guiding principles for power systems and for leadership. The first one is we share power as much as possible, okay? So this covers all of these groups, all of these relationships we talked about. And we're saying principle number one is that in all of those, we want to, over time, share power as much as possible. Now, again, that power may be very formal, Mm -hmm. set in stone, Mm -hmm. structured, or more often in smaller groups or friends or families, that Mm -hmm. type of thing, it's informal. But it's very clear to its members. Other times, the third option is that it's just very fluid and evolving. Right. And sometimes even the the power can move between or among those three. But we do need to be aware and pay attention to who has power and who doesn't. And typically, by habit, we do that, okay? We're so used to doing that as human beings and understanding these systems. We don't even really think about it too consciously. It's subconscious, but we know what's going on. Exactly. Principle number two was we constantly increase the engagement, involvement, and impact of the least or less powerful members. So again, that can relate to any of these groups, but certainly as we start moving more toward maybe thinking of formal groups and how they're set up, we certainly want to very actively increase the engagement of those who may have less power at that moment. The third principle is if there is formal power, okay, if the power is structured, if there's if there's a title, titles to a it, box on an organization chart, those kinds of things, there's a president, a, a formal leader, we continuously over time want to share more of the formal power of the group with the least or less powerful members. Okay. And so lastly, in review, we talked about influence and how over time, if you share power, you gain influence typically mm-hmm. and how influence is the ultimate power. It is the ultimate power. Now let's think about that. The more power you give away and share with others, particularly the less powerful, the more influence you gain. Yeah. Okay. So I think you would agree, Dave, that all of us are leaders, or at least we can be. We have the potential to be. I think you and I would argue that we all should be. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a bit about the dangers of what we will call following. Ah. Hmm. So what are the obligations and responsibilities of a follower? Yeah, a follower we will, I think most of us will think of is after decisions are made, then somebody goes along with it. I mean, you follow whatever the the decisions are. But following lots of times also means that the input into decisions 
isn't given. Right. And you're just, as a follower, you're waiting for someone else, maybe somebody who is the formal leader, or someone who, in an informal setting, you go, yeah, they, they typically are the ones that decide this. Yes. And I'll go along with it, whether I really like it or not. Okay. Yeah, so it's easy to think about followership as I'm just going to take the orders and directives that were given to me by someone in formal power and execute and implement those, right? But in a more informal sense, don't we have an obligation to at least engage in conversation with those who are making the decisions and say, here's my input, right? Yeah. How yeah. can we, as we've talked about before, how can we stay true to our truest self and make sure that our pictures, our dreams, our view of life is uh, going to get a reading if we're not giving our opinion, giving our thoughts on that. Yeah. So let's also talk just a bit about the critical and and the very real differences among cooperating, collaborating, Mm -hmm. compromising, the three C words there, and following. Yeah. So as we think about how decisions are getting made in a group or in a team or in an organization, you have this notion of people giving their true, real opinions, their true input, and everybody does that. And then there has to be some kind of decision made out of that mix. And that's where having great cooperating skills, great collaboration skills, the ability to compromise in the right way, Mm -hmm. those are very important skills to have. Decisions have to be made, and people aren't always going to agree. And that's where, again, we've said, you know, at the point in time that decisions get made, particularly if you're trying to take your dreams and pictures and and put them into a group, then, you know, what has to happen is at a minimum, the decisions that that group makes as a compromise need to still be true to your ideals. Yeah, absolutely. It can't be something that's just diametrically opposed to the the biggest things you believe in. If your ideals are in alignment with those of the rest of the group, you're probably in a pretty good situation. Tactically, you might disagree on a few things. That's okay. Right. Okay. But as long as your ideals are in alignment, you're in a good place. And the likelihood is your pictures are going to move forward to some degree, through that compromise, through that collaboration, because you have other people involved in it. Yeah, and guess what? Your original picture might actually get better because of the input of others. Exactly, exactly. But if you're just following and not giving your input, lots of times people may follow and sign up to a decision that goes against what they believe in, goes against their ideals, goes against their dreams. What is the point? Of that. Right. That's what we would be asking. Right. So we believe that our wonderful, impossible to ever perfectly attain ideals, they need to be our moral and ethical daily compass. Okay. So if possible, every hour of every day of every year, we should be using our ideals as our true north. All right. Let's now talk a little bit about the concept of privilege. Okay. When a person thinks they are a special leader, who has an extra privilege beyond other people in their group or organization, they usually believe that they are special. They are more deserving of extra things. And in some cases, they may even think that they are better people than those in their group or their team. I must be. I'm the CEO. I'm the leader. You know, they may believe they are better leaders. We've talked about how we believe everyone's a leader. They may believe they're smarter. They may think they're braver. They may think they're more important in any other number of attributes and that they matter more 
than the other people in their group or organization. They're above and beyond the people for whom they have some level of decision-making oversight Mm -hmm. as part of their roles and responsibilities. So as a result, these so-called leaders who believe they have a privilege like this lots of times think that they should just dictate decisions and directions to others. And these are lots of times decisions and directions that actually go beyond what their role is or their actual responsibilities for this group or organization. They will have these roles in the organization. They'll go do those and go, but because I have these roles, Mm -hmm. I really ought to be able to decide all sorts of other things for the whole group because I know better. Exactly. Perhaps my role is as a financial executive, but rather than just doing what needs to be done in that realm, I'm also going to share my dictates and directives on marketing issues and product development issues, etc. Yeah, and it gets to be very hard if you have that sense of privilege to even entertain the notion of sharing power. In fact, usually what happens is then you really over time think that you ought to have even more power. Right. Power doesn't usually sit in a steady state. Right. Okay. In someone's mind, they are typically either sharing it or they are trying to gain more. Exactly. That's just, that's just the way it goes. Exactly. That's kind of the physics of the, of the equation. Right. So in our power and leadership model, in our picture, everyone has the capability to be an equal leader. Now, again, that doesn't mean that everyone has the same roles and responsibilities. We're not saying that at all. But it does mean that we each have the same capacity for active visible leadership and influence in our own lives and in the lives of others within the context of the group or the organization in which we find ourselves. In the situations where you are in groups or in organizations, think about yourself as uh, someone who is offering their opinions, offering their truest self to that group's efforts. Think about whether or not you do that and we all can reflect on this, and then think about the degree to which we look to everyone else in those groups or teams and organizations as leaders, or are there some that we don't? And let's, let's just reflect on that right. and maybe take a new view to the groups and organizations that we're a part of and re-ask some of those questions about leadership. So people will submerge or dilute their natural inclination to lead their own life the way they really would like to, because they may be negatively impacted or submerged by privileged-based leadership, as we've said. Yeah, I think of it as kind of a drip, drip, drip that happens where I think people lots of times get worn down. Absolutely. Or about the 10th time that somebody has, you know, figuratively kind of bopped you over the head with, what do you not get? I'm the leader here. Mm -hmm. You know, then it starts incenting you to keep Mm -hmm. your mouth shut Mm -hmm. or just go along. I'll just hunker down. Yeah. Yeah. Or just go, is it worth it? Right. Is it worth it to really put my true self out there or not? So uh, just so the word following doesn't trip us up later, let's just reemphasize one point. What lots of times people will call following isn't a bad thing at all. If it is the result of a fact-based, truthful exchange of pure dreams, pure pictures of each person, and then the followers, ideals are intact. Again, this notion of cooperation and compromise and collaboration is wonderful. Lee and I strongly believe in that, but you have to make sure that your ideals are intact. Yes. 
Okay, so what do we do with these insights on power, influence, and leadership? First, we want to fully clarify ourselves, I guess we would say, and we use the three P's and an I model to do that. Pictures, perspectives, process, and uh, ideals. Then secondly, we start our engagement, right, to go ahead and have something happen with our pictures. And that's where the power and leadership pictures come into play and our ability to understand that. And then thirdly, we begin to act on our pictures with our ideals serving as the engine and our compass. Now, do we ever need to have resolve as we undertake this, right? As we try to realize our own pictures and cooperate and collaborate and compromise with others in the attainment of not only our own pictures, but those of others. Mm. This really calls on all of our strength. So, are there antiquated or destructive power systems out there in the world? Absolutely. At any level and every level, we just need to get those out of the way, right? And we've talked about the concept of privileged leadership. Well, if it's unearned and undeserved, we need to get that out of our way. How about fear at any and every level? Set that aside. Get it out of our way. Now, little tin leaders, little tin gods, if you'd like to think of them in that way, (laughs) we need to get those out of our way as well. Out of the way. All of that adds up to resolve, or as we like to call it, re-solve solve. There's too much at stake in our unnecessarily dangerous world of today. An example, on a matter of global issues and the really large social issues of our time, imagine that one of the nationalist power mongers in charge of one of the globe's countries today, wanting to ruin the whole world or run the whole world or both at the same time, to the point that they will risk global destruction to try and take over the world. In fact, It may just be a matter of time until there's someone who actually does that. Hasn't humanity seen those types of people emerge a hundred times, a thousand times throughout history? Why do we think it's going to be different this time? Hmm. Why are we okay living with that risk, that inevitability, that we're going to have some power-hungry egomaniac attempting to have us all living under their dominion, and at the risk of the destruction of our beloved world. And Lee, don't we see that kind of ego and that kind of drive at all sorts of levels? You gave a a great example at a global level and kind of a political example here, but don't we see that kind of ego at all sorts of levels in our life? And it's so destructive, and the systems need to be set up, and models need to be set up, and pictures need to be set up to where that kind of power can't take hold. Yes, So every day that we wake up and we don't re-solve for this risk created by dysfunctional power systems and antiquated leadership models, well, we're rolling the dice again and again and again. Mm -hmm. So how long are we going to continue to roll those dice before we act to solve for this risk? And when the solution for the risk is staring us right in the face, it's right there in front of us. Mm How we solve for power, influence, and leadership matters to all of us a lot. Lee, as you're describing all of that, uh, the, the word that comes to my mind is allegiance. And because once power and leadership is established and then as life goes on and decisions are made and things start happening with a group or an organization, you get this notion of where is your allegiance that starts coming up. And so allegiance, we would say, is what happens once a power system and leadership are established in a group or an organization and after things start happening. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, the things that may happen with that group or organization may be what we would call good things. They may be bad things. They may be things the group or organization was expecting, or they may be things they were not expecting, surprises. The key thing is that once things start happening and the action begins, there is an ongoing ask to reconfirm our so-called loyalty. Mm-hmm. Our allegiance. Are you on our team or not? Yeah, to the power system and to the formal or informal leaders or to that leadership and power dynamic that is in every group, organization, team. And if you go out of bounds a little bit, it's noticed. Mm -hmm. And lots of times then there will be a re-ask for your allegiance. Okay, so it particularly arises, though, when conflicts occur or when the team or organization or people have tough choices to make or when things get uncomfortable. Members of the group or organization are asked in some fashion to re-pledge their allegiance to the power system and to the so-called leaders. This happens organically and almost invisibly to us all the time. All the time. Does anyone ever say, please reconfirm your allegiance to the team? (laughs) No, that doesn't happen. But there are very subtle indicators and cues, as you said, Dave, when you begin to stray, when you begin to go out of bounds, oh, we need to get you back on the team here. Yeah. 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 And usually you go out of bounds when you are portraying some true part of yourself. Exactly. When you are putting forward your dreams, Mm -hmm. your pictures, your opinions. And and your ideals have stopped being in total alignment with those of the group. So you start offering something different and you get that hand slap or the, you know, come back here. That's out of bounds. Exactly. And you have that moment of decision Mm -hmm. that you have to make about whether or not you're going to start diluting your own pictures and your own dreams and your ideals in the name of allegiance or whether or not you're going to take a stand. Right. Yeah. So I'll preview one of our points that we're going to be making here strongly and boldly in just a few moments, but we're going to argue that your allegiance belongs to ideals. Yes. Not to any individual or group of individuals. That's when we kind of get into the cult of personality stuff. That may be a new concept. For a lot of you, it may not be. Don't know. For some of you, it may be, okay, so I'm not actually supposed to give my allegiance to people. Right. To my to, boss, to, to my leaders. team. I'm not supposed to do that. We would say, well, no, you're supposed to love them. Yes. You're supposed to help, help them. them. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to live your ideals. Do you keep your allegiance to the ideal? And that really keeps you on the straight and narrow of living your dreams and your pictures and yeah, your ideals. Exactly. So in any power system, we've already established the power system's occur in all of our relationships and all of our groups and teams and organizations. So to what or to whom should we be pledging our allegiance to guide us in the best possible way throughout our lives? People frequently give their allegiance to a person or a group of people or to some human institution or organization, right? Sometimes they give their allegiance to their fears, or to very harmful, destructive concepts like a a scarce worldview that requires destructive competition. And as Lee previewed, we're going to suggest now in our picture for allegiance as part of this power leadership allegiance model that we should all create wonderful, positive ideals and then pledge our allegiance to our ideals. Great ideals are our truest guide to having a great life, our great life. 
instead of pledging allegiance to the selfish, the powerful, to leaders who are in it for themselves, and to groups and organizations that are likewise selfish and in it for themselves, we should instead pledge our allegiance to the very best ideals, our ideals. And instead of pledging allegiance to people or groups or organizations, as we said before, we should love people. We should help people. We should lift up that they are the same as everyone else. We should lift up that they are each uniquely beautiful at their best. We should just always live our ideals. So we have suggested that love, help, we're the same and we're unique as our ideals. Mm -hmm. But equally important, reflect on what are your ideals. We've talked about how as we engage with others on our pictures, the compromise is fine on the tactics, on the executional level things, as long as we don't compromise or leave behind our ideals. We need to bring our greatest strength to bear in these situations. Now, that's often hard to do in the face of power systems and in institutions, particularly amid calls for, well, you're either with me or against me. Mm -hmm. You're either with us or against us. If you love me or respect me, you'll do what I want you to do. Mm -hmm. Prove your loyalty to the group. Prove your loyalty to me. So what are some guardrails, as we will call them, that will help us keep our pictures, process, and ideals on track in the face of power system resistance. I think just having that really strong belief in your ideals and that notion that you are an active agent in shaping the world. There was a Gandhi quote that we uh, gave at the very beginning of this entire series that's about you are an agent, not just in your own life, but you're an agent in the world. You make the world, and so we each do. And so I think if we have that feeling strongly, it helps us when we do bump against those disappointing situations where we went out and tried to engage with somebody on our pictures and our dreams, and maybe that doesn't turn out as well as we thought it would or hoped it would. Yes. It, it keeps some of that heartbreak away and makes us just know, well, that, that's just how this went. I need to move along. Mm -hmm. I need to let them move along. And I need to go find a place where I can go express me, mm -hmm. where I can go change the world and have the life of my dreams in some venue in some way. So related to that Gandhi concept, I think a lot of people go through life feeling powerless. Mm -hmm. And I'm sorry for that. And there are a lot of institutional reasons that people may feel that way, right? Hey, I'm yep. the 293rd person on this poll, right? Right. What does my opinion matter? We're saying, no, you have your ideals. You're an actor on the world stage. Right. You're an agent to help create a new reality. You're never powerless, right. even though you may feel like you're the 353rd person on the pecking order. Exactly. All right. So now we go to that very enjoyable segment where we very directly are talking to the future, future generations, future people out there in time, aliens. AI. Anybody that's listening to us. Hi. Glad to have you here. <laughs> we always like having some fun. Please know that we're not making fun of you at all. No, that was just a future language, I'm that's, sure. That's just us. Okay. <laughs> so, so let's talk about, with this whole notion of power and leadership and allegiance, you all in the future have gotten all of this to a very different place. We believe that you do share power, you do share leadership, and that you pledge your allegiance to wonderful, incredible ideals, and that's a lot of what's made your future great. So let's talk about how we expect that you, that you did it, future generations. 
So when considering my next action or behavior, it is what? Easier, simpler, and better to just consider my ideals Mm -hmm. and let them guide me on how I should act or behave or believe. Not what someone else wants me to do or thinks that I should do or what group I'm is demanding that I do Mm -hmm. or, again, pledging allegiance to. Mm Mm-hmm. So we ask you to reflect what are your ideals, as we have many times. Are you the best self that you can be and the best self that you can be as an actor in the world? When you live these ideals through your actions, behaviors, and words. So let's talk about your own ideals. In terms of what you all had to overcome to get to this wonderful new place, we think what you did is that you got rid of power hunger. And so one of the things you had to overcome that we certainly live with today is power hunger that a lot of us have. You also had to overcome ego-based privilege that a lot of so-called leaders today have. And then you also had to get over uh, the allegiance that people would lots of times have to other people or to organizations or to an entity or to a group that wasn't based on their own wonderful ideals. So here's why it was harder from this end, from where we sit today, than you might think in the future. Why didn't we get this accomplished sooner, you might ask? Well, we had our own fears, our own insecurities. Too frequently, we had a focus on the past rather than on the future. And we just had an inability to focus on the future. Everything was current state or looking back rather than looking forward. We really didn't learn from the past, live in the present, and look to the future as much as we should have or could have. And we are grateful that you all have all of this at a very different place. Congratulations. Yes. So thanks for joining us on this third of our mini podcast series about allegiance. We hope to connect with you again soon. Take care. Thank you for joining our podcast today. For more information about Pictures Out There products, services, and communities, or to contact us, please visit us at picturesoutthere.com or reach out to us on Twitter at the handle at PicsOutThere. You can also find us on Facebook. Please join us for our next podcast. We hope you have the day of your dreams.